Okay, gentlemen, your results are back. And you're gonna need to make some serious changes. You're not spring chickens anymore. <laughs> but seriously, you're gonna need to sleep more. Eat less. Eat healthier. Exercise. Stretch. Take vitamins. Do yoga. Go for walks. Have tacos only on Tuesdays. And finally, drink less beer. Do you have any questions? Aren't you guys a little young to be doctors? Yes, yes we are. Getting old sucks. Yo, <laughs> as the cool kids say. Apparently, there. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been one of the cool kids, mate. Come on, you're yeah, still one of the cool kids now. Actually, we were talking about it earlier, me and the missus, funnily enough. Um, there was an episode of Big Bang on. She watches a lot of Big Bang reruns and stuff, right? Because it's just nonsense telly in the day, isn't it? Watching a pot run around the house or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, he was sat there playing three-way chess on his own the geeky one the, the Shel Sheldon isn't it yeah? Sheldon yeah yeah he's invented three-way chess and he's playing on his own and I sat there and just sort of shrugged and huffed and went, oh, I remember playing chess on my own wow you fucking nerd yeah I did mate honestly, <laughs> wasn't I? I tell you DX is gonna kick your ass right now you think you can tell us what to do yeah you think you can tell us what to wear you think you better <laughs> well, you better get ready to bow to the master. Yeah, boy. Yo, you can try and hold me down if you want to. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, a Radio Tigers production. I am Sai. Who was feeling old, but we'll get into that in a moment. It fits in quite well with our non-wrestling topic. And with me, as always, is the Stone Cold to my not going bold, the HBK to my but I am going grey. A podcaster who is easily the baddest lord on the planet. The Podfather himself, Lord Maxi. How are we doing this week, sir? Kerblam. Yes, I'm doing uh, doing really well. Been a, uh, a nice, relaxing uh, weekend. I took a, um, um, a weekend away from creating content. Um, so, yeah, we spent uh, some quality time with the missus. I almost had a, a scare where we thought one of the, the, the grand uh another grandkid was on its way uh but that uh turned out to be a bit of a uh, a bug for for the mum but yeah it's been a, a fun weekend hang on I, hang on i'm gonna need more information there a bit of a scare that a grandkid was on the, what did, did you not know she was pregnant beforehand is it no I, I i was fully aware that she's pregnant but she's right. she's she's only just over i think six months or something like that um and uh on saturday she was was like in pain so, oh i see so we thought oh good lord the the baby's on its way early christmas present but yeah it turned out she just had kidney infection um, oh, that's she, bad enough wasn't it I mean, yeah. I mean, not as bad as uh, another girl. That would be batting 0-4 uh, for oh, grandkids. Really? It's going to be four girls, yeah. And they oh, are okay. they're terrors. They're absolute terrors. <laughs> I got my three girls, my three daughters, and then my son. Um, the girls, they're all so incredibly different. But that's what makes it so interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. 
you know, not, and I wouldn't describe any of them as terrors, really, apart from when they've not had much kip, but they take after their mum for that, don't they, Shy? You know? <laughs> well, uh, the, the the two older ones that we've got now are, are both two years old, uh, and they've got massive personalities, totally different personalities, but they're in that kind of stage where they, they, they're saying words, but babbling almost, and I'm convinced that they can talk between themselves because they are experts Brilliant. at... They're experts at dividing and conquering. They're experts at, at flanking. So uh, basically, if you think you've got one covered, there's another one attacking from the sides. Yeah, they, they torment. I'm going grey by the day because of those those girls. <laughs> but they're amazing. I won't have oh, any brilliant stuff, isn't it? Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I've had a bit of an up and down week, mate, I suppose. You know, well, going you were poorly last and... week. I was, mate. I was. I was poorly for a little while. Um, I'm kind of. I feel like I kind of kicked it now. I feel all right now that the sleepiness and, and all that was running me down is kind of, kind of gone. I guess I still got a little bit of it. I was in bed fairly early last night, and again, it all kind of ties into our non-wrestling topic about getting old and and so on. Because last night, I mean, I, I had a, I had a fridge full of beer. I had the all intense. Uh, uh, all, all my mind was screaming. I'm gonna sit down. I'm going to drink my beer. I'm going to play my crappy old computer game that's 20 years old. Uh, I'm going to listen to a few podcasts, catch up on a few that I haven't listened to yet. Um, my normal weekly listening, I guess. But it got to about half past nine, and I was doing that again wow. in the chair. But it comes out of nowhere. That's the thing. It's not like I can feel myself getting more tired. It's like I'm right as rain one minute, and the next minute I'm, like, I'm, out, I'm out for the count. You know, I'm ready to go to bed. And I literally went to bed with a i can't call it horlicks because it's the cheap alternative i literally (laughs) i literally went to bed with i put my laptop has become like um my tv in the bedroom it's got the wwe network on it it's got Britbox on it so i can rewatch the old doctor who it's got netflix on it in case i want to watch something else i love it it's like my portable little i don't know it's it's amazing my my little laptop that my wife got me so i was watching um reruns of the office on netflix drinking my malted drink as it's called on the side of the <laughs> in bed at our past long mate you're old you're very very old aren't you? yes. and 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 that's probably where the the idea for the non-wrestling topic of the week came from um it kind of did yes also that ties into it was what happened today because i was going for my blood test today after being poorly last week or so wasn't i um and also kind of roped into this as well was I was going to have my hearing tested. Cause I think you, I, Oh I my good Lord. Brilliant. And you, then your ass out tested and getting oh, your, mate. your, your cane and your, your wheelchair. And your, <laughs> hey, I'll and tell your, you what, I'd be all about those your Velcro um, slippers, the mobility. I got slippers. They're not Velcro, but I got slippers, but they're really warm and comfy, you know, but I got, um, the thing that the problem with my slippers, mate, is I got a real bad <laughs> habit of, of, I, I don't take the dog out properly anymore because he's an old boy and it affects his hips when it's cold so he's got he's got an old footballer or an old boot or something that i throw in the garden give him a run around i do that for him once or twice a day i got a habit when i got my slippers on of forgetting that they're slippers and not shoes and going out in the garden with a dog and soaking them through oh so they're my- <laughs> and that is bad worst. mate that's grim you know yeah that's the but, worst yeah I, I i say i've noticed that the wife and the kids have noticed before me that the tv keeps getting a bit louder um, <laughs> you know like the number on the volume when you turn it up we tend to have it on our house is quite small as i've said before so if the kids are around and the animals are doing stuff and it's me and the wife try to watch something in the day or tea time ish or whatever it, it's, it's noisy 
Yeah, so the telly's on 30, 31, something like that, which in, our, which in our house is like, it's probably halfway on the on the gauge, but it's loud enough for us to hear about being booming and so on. Mm-hmm. Sharon sometimes will go to bed earlier than I, so I then watch my programs, you know, Babe Station or whatever. On, um, <laughs> <laughs> on, awesome. Well, on Babe Station, I put it down to like two or three, just to be sure I can hear a creaking on the stairs on the way back down. But no, <laughs> now if I'm watching, like, uh, I'm currently watching the TV program um, Castle, that American cop show. Okay, yeah. watch a few episodes of that. I used to put that on like twenty three something like that, so I wouldn't disturb Sharon. But it's incredibly the... specific. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I want it as loud as I can to hit, can to hear it, but I don't want to disturb everyone in bed. So twenty two, twenty three, that's that seems all right. You know, that seems to be the, the sort of stopping point. But then it's like it's creeping up, mate, and it's creeping up, and it's creeping. Up. I had I had Doctor Who on last night, and I had it on forty two, and I'm like, wow, I'm still thinking I can't hear what she's saying there. You know, and this has been an ongoing thing. And I've got um, Livy, for example. Livy has her hood done up quite a bit and stuff. If she's talking, I can't hear her. Now, for a long time, I've been assuming she's mumbling into her scarf or mumbling into her hoodie or, or whatever. And I've gone, what? What? Like, Liv, I can't bloody hear you, sort of thing. Um, and the wife has had to point out, everyone else can. This is you. This, this is, is a yeah. you problem. <laughs> exactly, mate. And for a long time, I was battling this. I was arguing. I weren't having none of it. But then over the last couple of weeks, it's got worse and worse. So I went to the doctors today to get my ears tested. Um, the, uh, the, the the big feeling was between members of the family and, and people who are older than me that would probably know better is that maybe I need it syringed, apparently, or there could be a build of a wax in my ears that's making it all sound muffled and that. Mm-hmm. So I went along expecting this. And she had this little utensil thing that went in my ear to sort of have a feel around. And this other thing that's got like a light and she looks in your ear with. And she basically turned around to me and said, um, okay, these are the, some of the cleanest ears I've ever seen. There's no wax builder. <laughs> you, you are deaf. But this in is fact, it, she didn't say it. She sounded like... We yeah. <laughs> Can you read my lips? You <laughs> are deaf. <laughs> well, she goes, um, she, she said, like, it's almost like you've had your ears cleaned before coming here it, they're, she said they're, 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 they're fine I can see all the stuff I need to see the light is hitting certain parts that it's supposed to hit apparently I, I, I don't know and she goes so in that scenario um, it's nothing to do with wax or build up or anything like that and if you're legit suffering from things sounding muffled or sounding um, almost congested or the issue there is Mr. Powell that you're going deaf and I'm like what? I'm going, well, actually. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't because she was shocked. It was because you couldn't hear that yeah, she what? said she was going there. Hey, <laughs> what had you say? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, legit. She said, yeah, and I've got to go to the hospital now. I've got an appointment coming from the hospital, and apparently I've got to sit in this room with a little button, and they're going to shoot off noises, and I've got to press the button, and I can hear it, and all this sort of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I uh, apparently I'm going deaf, mate. I'm going to need hearing aids. Yeah, thank you very much, Millwall Chris. Did the light just come okay. out the other ear? I mean, May well have. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to break the habit of this show by showing you sympathy, uh, so I am just going to mock you for, for being mm. deaf all the time. Um, so when do you get your hearing aids? I've got to go for the test first, haven't I? <laughs> but she was listing things that could affect it, uh, and she was like, why this might have happened, and it's like, um, oh, you know, do you use your headphones a lot? And I'm thinking, well, I do of evenings and so on but i don't have them too loud because i've got the headphones you don't need it to i do because it's right on top mm-hmm. of you anyways yeah you know i don't use my headphones at work anymore i have them for quite a while and then she asked the, the i suppose the million dollar question didn't she 
do you go to many uh many concerts or gigs and i was like uh yeah no. i can't <laughs> and it, it seems that for the last 25 years i've just been destroying my hearing as well as my my waistline and my liver so <laughs> i mean it's getting right to the front near the speakers in those mosh pits oh, yep yeah. it is it is i'm walking out of gigs now and and the whistling and the buzzing ain't as bad as it used to be so i'm guessing that my hearing's just adjusted down to the level <laughs> <laughs> wow i mean it I hope everything goes all right, but so do I, I, mate. So do I. I. I can't say I wouldn't be pleased if you had to rock up with hearing aids because it's just one more thing I can absolutely ridicule you for. What absolute shower of shit thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> you complete bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hope that you don't need them, but I will be kind of pleased if you do. And I, I promise I won't do things like this. So you can't. I'll just, I'll just turn you up, mate. I'll just turn you up. <laughs> <laughs> so from next week's episode, what we'll try and do is get the subtitles uh, mm. started, so so I can at least listen back to, and what read back what's happening in what's the What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> I'll be about thirty seconds behind everyone else. Um, <laughs> speaking of the chat, Magsy, mate, what is going on over there? Who we got coming to join us this evening yeah, from the Chain Wrestling family? We've got plenty of the the hashtag CWF in the in the chat. Uh, Scottish uh, Danny first in. Uh, hello, sir. Again, he uh, he uh, filled in for Tanner this week on uh, a change in, in attitude uh, recording uh, yesterday. So it was a lot of fun, and uh, he's coming back again for a, a third session this uh, this weekend. So yeah, it's been uh, excellent great, stuff. Great fun having him on on and involved in that. Um, the lovely Mrs. P in the chat. It's Monday. Newly uh, newly appointed mod of the chat yeah. as well. Apparently, so behave yourselves. My wife is in charge of the chat room at the moment. Tyler Peters, hello guys, hello to you Tyler Ah, Tyler, sorry to interrupt Magsy, Tyler was messaging about half an hour before we went live saying that he's hoping to join us because sometimes this time is difficult for him so he listens back Mm -hmm. to the podcast version where possible so it's brilliant that you managed to join us tonight Tyler, great to see you my friend, Thank thank you for coming along and definitely get involved in the chat, sir. Hope you have a, a fun time watching along with us. Um, Sharon laughing along, probably because of your deafness. And it's good that she spelt it out to pr- show that she's laughing. Mm. Um, <laughs> Connor, hello, Magnus. Hi, hello to you uh, all the way from the opposite side of the pond. Connor, hope you're doing well. Uh, Scottish Danny, hashtag uh, CWF for laugh. Um, Danny, uh, a bit concerning. He grew up on Babe Station. Um, yeah how early uh, did you have the pin number off your parents then? <laughs> that's that's some that's some janky parenting there down there in the heartlands of kent i mean to uh, be fair Scottish though Danny. anyone who's got like virgin media you just do one two three four not you because no one bothers to change the pin number do they i've never changed mine so if people want to access my virgin media it's, it's the same pin number one two three four it's just it's that easy um millwell chris in the chat uh saying uh his daughter insists that the volume has to be on an odd number i mean that's a that's a non-wrestling topic of his very own like odd foibles and, and yeah. superstitions and rituals like that um, oh, i could feel that on my own mate if you remember i bad my, my <laughs> plugs and all that sort of situation is yeah yeah uh scott said is wishing you luck for your your hearing test um and he's hoping Thanks, that he, <laughs> Millwall Chris hoping his wave doesn't echo from his palatial mansions um <laughs> on, on, on bang bang um Sharon showing off with a spanner in the chat 
Uh, and Millwall, Chris, I know a local lass who was on Bam Station. Oh, Brilliant. <laughs> I might know her. <laughs> we may have spoke. <laughs> she no, may owe me money. I wouldn't have paid that amount of money, mate. That's ridiculous charges. Also, I have heard. Um, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, so the non-wrestling topic this week was all about age. Um, mm-hmm. Perks to getting older. Uh, pros and cons, I guess, to your current age, um, getting older, your favourite time of being younger, anything to do with age, um, anything at all. And we had quite a few responses, Max, with uh, some very similar answers and, and some quite out of the blue. Mm-hmm. We did. We certainly did. We did indeed. Let me just find the beginning. There we go. Okay. I will do as I normally do and just run through in the order we received them. We had a couple of direct messages as well, which obviously won't be up on the Twitter. I'll try and remember to tell you, Mag, so you don't start looking for them when they're not there. <laughs> uh, first up, we have at UTT Rob on Twitter, good friend of the show from the awesome UTT podcast. He says here, the best thing uh, about getting older is the first time you don't get ID'd. The worst thing is the last time you get ID'd. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you've gone over that threshold of being mm-hmm. old, old as fuck. Yeah. 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 I haven't ID'd for so long. Hardly surprising, really. I suppose I'm 40, but. I, I think I've only ever been asked for ID one time in my whole life. Really? When, okay. Going, going to like pubs and stuff like that. Yeah. I've always, uh, I've always managed to, to avoid being ID'd. Yeah. Uh, okay. There was one club in Gloucester that we could never get into. And it was like this thing, like every Friday or Saturday, whenever we went out, that was our aim. And we, mm-hmm. we try all sorts of, like, we try going in one at a time. We try going in in a group. We try going in with our friends, older brothers to hide us in the pack. So it's all these different tactics to get into this one club. Um, every single weekend we would get ID'd, get told, nope. Cause I mean, ultimately we were like 15, 16, so we shouldn't have been going there anyway. And then we'd all just turn around and go to Casey's anyway, which was a shithole down the road and let anyone in. And that was like literally every week was that same pattern every week so i've got a, a little sorry it's not it's not it's related to me in in the fact that i was there uh but uh essentially it was uh, i think it was around a christmas time one time and um me and uh, a lot of our friends and a lot of family had gone out on a essentially a pub crawl um we got to this uh this local um gay bar uh called gaza's dolls such a brilliant atmosphere in there used to really enjoy going in there but Everybody got in, apart from uh, my wife's um, sister. Now, she was, at the time, probably 30. Um, okay. So it was like, um, wow, you're being ID'd at 30. But the kicker was that her daughter uh, had come out with us as well. And um, so, no, she must have been older than 30 then because her daughter was like 17. She didn't get ID'd at all. She was just <laughs> wave right through, uh, and her mum had to go home and get some ID to come in the pub. That yeah. is awesome. That is brilliant. We had something similar when we went to um, watch the Champions League final in 99 at this bowling place where we all piled in to, to, to drink and watch the game at. We, I was 18 in 99, so I had mates who were over 18 and under 18. None of my mates got ID'd apart from my sister's chap, who was actually 23. And he had to ring my dad up to go pick ID up and bring it to the place where he couldn't get in. Everyone wow. else who was like 16, 17 got in about a problem. So that was quite annoying at the time, but funny looking back now. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Usually the the the, the bars and, and, and pubs around Burnley there tend to if you if you if there's a group of people they'll add a few. And then it's like, we're not adding you know, all the lot of you. So once those t- those first couple pass the test, all the rest get kind of waved through. So yeah, okay, yeah. that's how it usually works. See, that would be ideal if it was fifth half in Gloucester when we were trying to sneak in. We'd have put the older looking ones at the front and the middle <laughs> yeah. of the end. <laughs> and then just the, 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 the school kids in the uniform at the back. I'm yeah, with exactly. them. <laughs> yeah. They're my mates. They're my same age as me. Ah. <laughs> uh, Danny in the chat, uh, sorry, on Twitter, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. The best thing is about getting older. The best thing is learning new things, having new experiences and making new friends. The worst thing is the strong desire to sleep. Where did this suddenly come from? I'll tell you what. Yes, sir. Where did this suddenly come from? Um, I 100% got on board with that. Making new friends. I'll be honest with you. I don't like people. Mm -hmm. So making new friends is one that wouldn't naturally jump into my head. But at the same time, in the last two years, I suppose I've made friends via Twitter and wrestling Twitter and yourself mags and so on. So that applies to me as well, I guess, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a nice, sensible answer from a, a, a sensible bloke. Um, but yeah, um, the sleep thing, it's not something that really bothers me yet. I know, I know it's uh, a big issue for you, but um, getting, I've, I don't really have a massive issues with, uh, with sleeping for, for long periods, learning new things. I mean, that's something that I, I try to do a lot is always kind of like uh, learn new things, new experiences. Meh, I've experienced enough. I've <laughs> And making new friends, um, yeah, people are bastards. I hate people mm. in general, so I don't want any more friends. I don't want the friends that I've got. They're tossers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, mate. <laughs> There's, I saw a T-shirt online the other day that said, I like pro wrestling and maybe three people. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter, good friend of the show. He says, worst thing about getting older is old sports injuries becoming prolonged joint issues. Mm-hmm. I can 100% get on board with that. Not um, even sports injuries, just any injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, best part of getting older is growing out of giving a shit what people think. Oh. And the liberation that goes with it. Oh, I am one hundred percent on that. It's so good not giving a flying fuck about what anyone yep. thinks. It's hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, we get a, a reoccurring theme with that through some of our responses here. But like, I'm I'm totally on board with that. Just and I wish I'd learned that earlier. Just not to care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I look at my kids now, and I, I see them worrying about, oh, you know, it, does, does this look all right? And am I going to get picked on because I like this? Or you know, all the usual kind of. I suppose nervousness and paranoia about, about certain things, about being that age and growing up. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just, well, I do tell them, but I wish they, that they'd take it on board and just realize that it doesn't matter. Sod everyone else, do whatever makes yeah. you happy, you know? Correct. Correct. But, That's something I wish I learned as a, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in that case, I wouldn't have been sat on my own playing chess in my bedroom. If I'd been more like that, I might bump into more. <laughs> More wrestling fans or something, maybe. Maybe. You know? Maybe, you nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> uh, Dan continues, best and worst thing on my current age is I'm old enough to know better and young enough to do it anyway. 
so you just on that balance isn't it you know just yeah. uh, <laughs> it's knowing the distinction of what i'm doing is wrong or mm-hmm. idiotic but it looks fun so i'm probably just gonna do it yeah um as far as aging goes dan continues i'm terrified of hereditary illnesses creeping in yeah i can understand that cheers for bringing the the vibe down dan there yeah uh, well, but yeah, yeah. I, I do understand <laughs> that but he says he is looking forward to being old and annoying people by pretending to be deaf. Just like so. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. I was, de- I was genuinely devastated earlier that I might need hearing aids and I'm losing my hearing. I was and now, and now you can't wait to get them. And now I'm just like, everyone's taking the piss. And <laughs> I realise that people I have in my life are, are, are shower bastards. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, Handy T1TF on Twitter. Uh, he says here he is 55. So the best part is he's seen a lot. Um, and he then continues, he just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Looking forward, I'll probably continue to give even less of a fuck. Again, it comes back to that thing of just not caring what people think. When you're older, you realize it's not important. And at 55, he's still got goals. His goal is to not give it, is to give yeah. less of a shit than he gives now. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's important to aims. I, I can't fault that. I cannot no. fault that at all. Handy, and plus, for 55 year old, he looks, he looks amazing. I wish I looked that good at 42, never mind at 55. You're only 42. Fuck you. <laughs> oh no wait I'll, I've got some sign language for that. Uh, yeah, 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 great. Um, <laughs> uh steve-o on twitter at total steve-o uh he says here experience and knowledge is be- is being best from getting older responsibilities the worst yep 100 work being forefront of everything that is worst he says to be honest he's 36 and he feels 26 maturity wise even from a gym standpoint i'm stronger and fitter the way i treat exercise is more appropriate than when i was younger yeah, I can get on board with that because I suppose you're older, so you're a bit more knowledgeable. Yeah, he's 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 taking that as a very sensible approach. Mm-hmm. Um, me, to I mean, especially the the exercise and the gym, not so much. Um, in in terms of maturity wise, I'm certainly not 42. I am more like a, a petulant 15, 16 year old. Yeah, I think um, I'm the same, mate. But yeah, um, Steve or living his best life. That's that's yeah. great to hear. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, Steve continues, a friend of his reminded him of one that he realised about getting old, and Mags highlighted this, not giving two ups about people. He can name about five or six people he genuinely cares about. Again, it's coming to that thing of just not being bothered, isn't it? Just just learning that it, what people's opinion of you, I suppose, is just not the be all and end all, mate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, like, and like we've said a couple of times now over, over this uh, this episode, I wish I'd learned to not give a shit about what other people thought way, way sooner because mm. it would have made um, it would have made me a happier person because mm. you are you are comfortable in your own skin, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. Uh, we have a message from my mum. This oh, is via, via WhatsApp. The worst thing about being old is having a deaf son. Oh my god. <laughs> She, my mama says, um, more confident as you get older. Uh, never, she never explains herself or makes excuses now. She'll just say no to something she doesn't want to do. Uh, 
Um, she Fair can spot. An, she can now spot an idiot a mile away. <laughs> uh, learned to judge characters of others and avoid twats. So that's lovely from my mother. <laughs> classy, classy as always, Mrs. Mrs. P. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, she says, looking at the standpoint of, of of her age now, she's so happy that she has her health. Um, she would tell her younger self to exercise more. She does now anyway, but mm-hmm. would like to have done more from an earlier age. Um, my mum is also massively into dancing and um, belly dancing and all this sort of stuff is her massive passion. She says here oh, she, cool. would tell, she would tell her younger self to start belly dancing much sooner. She started at 49. And I've had that conversation with my mum before that she's found something she's really passionate about and loves and enjoys. It's a massive part of her life now. And she wishes that she started that earlier because she has such a love for it now mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah and 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 it's cool like you said she she's found something that she's really enjoying that's yeah, exactly amazing. that's the best yeah. thing about it isn't it yeah um andy at bang bang podcast on twitter he says the bad bits about being old in brackets 43 footballers being young enough to be your son <laughs> and managers being younger than you yeah i get that as well mm-hmm. i get that as well there was um Ryan Mason was Tottenham manager and he was like 27 years old or something like that. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Ridiculous. And it's like, you know, there was a game on, uh, I think it was BT Sport or something like that a couple of months back. And I could remember, it was an Italian game, and I could remember both managers as players but mm. making their debuts for their clubs. Oh, Jesus, yeah. That ages you. That you know? Out- or when you, I mean, linking it to wrestling, when you see a, a wrestler return and you think, Jesus Christ, they look old. And then yeah. you remember that you watched them debut. Yeah. Like that yeah. Edge, for example. I, I, I remember vividly watching Edge debut and now he looks old as fuck. And he, he's been wrestling for 20 odd years. It's Yeah. It's, it's scary. <laughs> and Cena as well. Cena coming back. And you think, we can all remember that ruthless aggression, slapping Kurt mm-hmm. Angle moment. And and now he's got a dad haircut. Yeah. You know, Kurt yeah. Angle himself. I mean, Kurt Angle debuting. Mm-hmm. And then in and out the company, going to TNA, and then going to the Hall of Fame and retiring. And now it's like, man, we can remember. I was, I was like, was like 15, 16 when Kurt Angle debuted. Yeah, I mean, oh, we've God. just we've just got to the period on uh, a change of in uh, attitude of the debut of the Rock, as Rocky might right, be. Right, yeah, die Rocky, die, and all that sort of stuff. It's we've not even got to that point yet. We've literally oh, covered, okay. We've covered uh, Survivor Series nineteen ninety six where he makes his in ring debut, and he's I like, listened. To that, yeah, and he's the uh, he's basically the sole survivor, um, and he's now totally done with wrestling. He's the biggest movie star in the history of the world, the, and he's potentially going to be president of the United States, and it makes you feel old as shit. And we can just remember the blue ribbons hanging off his neck and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, the, and the curly, <laughs> curly kind of permy hairdo as well. Yeah. If he gets, um, if he gets made to be the, the, if he gets in and he is president of the United States, if he ever runs and gets voted in and so on, I hope he's sworn in as president of the United States in his Rocky Maivia gear with the ribbons and everything. I can that be fantastic. Well, I mean, linking it to the 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 match that we're going to cover uh, in a little while, he's actually he's actually on the show of uh, WrestleMania and he, he has a sit-down interview with Jenny yes. Flowers and he talks about what he'd do if he was president. Yes. I, he needs to follow up. <laughs> he needs to follow up on those promises of being president. First of all, he wants to be called the ruler, 
not the, yeah, not, not the leader. leader. Um, <laughs> doesn't want homeless people sleeping on his lawn. On his freshly cut <laughs> lawn, that is absolutely awesome. <laughs> and they need to realise that he's also the judge and the jury. And if if he was the jury, it would be a hung jury. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> Andy from Bang Bang Podcast continues. And I get this one 100%. Cultural references being 20 years out of date to most of his co-workers. And the best bit about being 43 doesn't have to worry about losing his hair because he's quite famously already bold. And, <laughs> and he, he was bold from that 12 years old. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. No, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I may be guessing there a little bit, but I right. think he's been bold since he was like pretty young. Ah, okay. Is he in the bath tonight? Is he, is he joined us or is he busy he's, recording again on the Monday? Ah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually recording with him on Wednesday um, for his little Christmas uh, uh, episode. So I am looking what forward to that. What time are you recording with him, Max? I'm supposed to be recording with him Wednesday. Um, eight. In the morning? Eight in the morning? Jesus yeah. Christ, no. Eight uh, in the evening. Oh, okay. I like that, is it, Andy? I see. He says, Have oh, you been you... bumped? Have you been... he's, 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 told, he's told me he wants to record in the morning. Yeah, because he's speaking to you in the evening. Like that, is it? I see. Keep no worries, mate. Apart, we'll just take over the show, otherwise. Yeah. Um, the cultural references being 20 years out of date, I get as well. So, I mean, I still know, it's, it's something that me and my sister both do. When I leave the house to go to work or go to the shop or anything like that, I'll say, catch you later, Bill and Ted, from, from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. My kids have no idea what I'm doing. They've got no clue whatsoever what I'm saying. Just, dad, dad's be mental again. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Millwall Chris in on Twitter, at Millwall Chris 1. He's, and this is going to bring the mood down a little bit. I apologise. But he says, I'm dreading dying. <sighs> so... <laughs> 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 I don't know why we're laughing at that. We shouldn't really be laughing at that. And that I, we... I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, the the fear of of death is got to be like. I mean, at Chris's age, it's got to be the forefront of his mind. Well, maybe, maybe he says, "I'm dreading dying." To be honest, no one can tell us what actually happens when we die, so we can't prepare for it. That's a whole different podcast, isn't it? What happens wow. when you die? Us. I mean. He redeemed himself with his next comment where he says, uh, the best thing about his career age is it's only two years before the big uh, 50 piss up. But yeah, yeah. Uh, woof, Chris, woof, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> why? Um, we have a couple more that both came in via WhatsApp, Magsy. So there's no more on Twitter, I don't think, unless there's any I've missed. Um, uh, I don't think that you have, think you've nailed them all. Okie doke. Uh, we have from the magnificent Matt Willis at the Matt Attack UK on Twitter. He says here via WhatsApp because Twitter doesn't have enough characters. Um, the best thing about growing older is being able to get on the roller coasters you couldn't when you were little. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one for roller coasters or rides or anything like that because I don't like heights. I don't all that sort of thing don't interest me. But I, I appreciate there's a big, a big audience for that, isn't there? I mean, I don't think a roller coasters age restricted, or is it more like like size? I think it's more size than than age. Yeah, but I suppose people do get bigger as they get older, Maxie. Yeah, they? yeah, I understand. You know, that. You know so. but I'm 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 just thinking of like someone who stayed small their whole life, and right. and they still couldn't go on it. So you're no, mocking that poor person 
They've got, they got a solitary tear rolling down. <laughs> uh, he's only 12 and he's got on that ride. I'm 54 years old <laughs> and I'm on the teacups. Oh, I like that little dude who did um, that game show that I hate because the little dude's on it. What was that? Oh, Do you remember? Uh, is it Warwick Davis? That's it. I keep going to call him Ricky Warwick, but that's not him at all, is it? That's that. Uh, that's not even a real person, I don't think. Yes, it is. You're, you're on about Ricky Berwick. No, Ricky Warwick is the lead singer for. Um, he was oh, in. He, he was in Finn true. Lizzie. Okay. Yeah, he he was in Finn Lizzie after Phil Lynott died, okay. and he sings for Black Star Riders, and he was in the Almighty. The Almighty, a bloody great band. Yeah, Ricky Warwick's great. My my wife loves Ricky Warwick because he's he wears like leopard print guitar straps and has long hair and all sorts. And my wife thinks he's wonderful. Well, that's certainly not Warwick Davis. No, no, because I like Ricky Warwick and I don't like Warwick Davis. That's mean. A, so mean. Uh, why is it mean? Why can I not? Why? Why, why is it mean? You can dislike, dislike him, but it's yeah. mean that you dislike him for the reasons that you dislike him. I suppose. No, I've never once said it's because of those reasons, <laughs> and I'm going to skirt around this so very, very carefully. You're not. I'm not getting cancelled over like you know hating small people you know <laughs> no chance but uh, there's, just something, there's just something about him i just find him such a smug little bastard as well do you know what i mean <laughs> a smug what bastard yeah i'd say that about anyone like smug oh anyway ladies and gents it's been a good one <laughs> chain, chain wrestling's gone a year um <laughs> in that time we've you know, caught we've accused the chuckle brothers of potentially being nonces allegedly mm-hmm. um we've made jokes about people passing away but it was my comments about the little person that is warwick <laughs> davis that has finally got the show took off the air um <laughs> brilliant uh but if everyone stays quiet and doesn't talk about it we might get away with it Matt continues, the worst thing about getting older is that you start aching and little niggly injuries start popping up. Yep, we had that earlier on, didn't we? And he's, he's so right there. Uh, the best thing about being his current age is that he's been able to acquire a plethora of knowledge about his favourite sports and general knowledge in general. Mm, okay. Interesting, because he never shows that on uh, the volley, never shows any of that knowledge. I think it's best that I don't ever, ever comment on what Matt Willis says about football. <laughs> I will move on. You, you two will <laughs> never agree on football. Now, that's not true. We will agree when he speaks sense. Um, Mags will tell you he has a lot of obscure, he knows a lot of obscure shit. Um, when I'm looking, what I'm looking forward to the most about growing older now is spending the rest of my life with Chris. Nothing comes close to that. And that's, that's brilliant. Oh, of course, yeah. the thing I'm dreading is where is when the own the day comes that is guaranteed the only day that is guaranteed in life comes, which obviously I'm assuming he means is eventually passing away. Um, what would he tell his 18 year old self? He says, "Simple, he really." Writing a book, Jesus Christ, Matt. I'm about to scan onto the second screenshot <laughs> of the conversation. Just, uh, just now, I thought I transitioned from the one to the the second one smoothly there. You know, I thought by my standards, that was a, that was a smooth transition. Um, but now, because I've stopped to talk to you, I fucked it up because I've lost my place. Um, <laughs> brilliant. What would I tell my 18-year-old self? Simple. And this is brilliant as well. This is awesome by Matt. Life gets better. You'll have a great job. Your family will blossom. And you'll get a whole new family of friends from podcasting. I'd also tell myself that your dad is wrong. Not only is watching wrestling and playing video games not a waste of time, but you'll travel the world because of watching wrestling and playing video games. Oh, and one day you'll meet an amazing guy. 
It won't be for a few years, but it's definitely worth the wait. So I think that is lovely by Matt there, and I that thought is. that was fantastic. And now let's ruin it by giving our horrible um, takes on Edge. I have well, one more. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Really just lovely sentiments at the end there. Um, I have one more, and it is from my youngest daughter, Charlie. When Aww. asked um, when asked about what she's looking forward to or dreading about getting older, Brenda, when she's 12 in a couple of weeks, she's still only just 11 now, um, she says she's dreading about getting old because getting old means paying for everything. So <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> she is wise beyond her years. Exactly, mate. Exactly. But there we go. So thank you so, so much to everybody who has <laughs> sent in some thoughts on growing older, age, whatever. It's been it's been great hearing everyone's viewpoints and so on. Uh, Magsy, what about yourself, bud? Yeah, a, a lot of the 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 problems i have with being old as fuck uh, have been covered um things like uh previous injuries uh really kind of like affecting your in your in your older days i mean aching just like joints aching is one of the worst things ever um not seeing your kind of um your your life being responsibilities like everywhere for bills and making sure yeah. people uh have food and and clothes and and their house oh, all that kind so, of bollocks so selfish isn't they yeah and you 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 work for all that and then you get nothing in return um but there is some good things and, and a lot of them have already been covered uh stuff like not giving a shit about what people think uh not doing stuff to uh please other people and to get like the approval of other people that's something if you're young now learn that quickly because you will try and um appease people who, who essentially you shouldn't give a shit about because their yeah. opinion means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things um and you will you do well to learn that the only people you should be pleasing are you and your close family and friends and that's it um another thing is is learning um like, like your mum said, how to spot an idiot, how to yeah. spot somebody who is disingenuous. Uh, that's one thing uh, that uh, getting older really gives you, you. You you spot these clowns a mile off uh, and you, you do your best to avoid them. But yeah, and um, kind of like going off Steve Wall's point of having like a, uh, a, a core of people who you genuinely care about. Um, yeah, that's a, another great thing is it's, it, as, when you're young, you seem to uh, have a huge group of, of people you think you're going to be your your group for the rest of, of your life, and and they're not. They they really are not. Um, so cherish those those really close friendships that you build up. And and last year I said there's about six he has a, as a uh, for people who give us a shit about. I'm probably a little bit more than that, but there's a very uh, there's a small core of people who whose opinion I actually do care about and who who um, I would um, essentially let, talk me off the ledge, I suppose, when it comes to um, decisions and 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 thoughts that I'm I'm having. Um, yeah, and I would I would take their opinion way over anybody else. So uh, definitely, uh, as you get older, you learn that learn whose opinion means the most. Yeah, 
yeah totally totally I, and i don't know if there are any other kids in the chat or anything like that but take all that on board if you are definitely um things that annoy me maxi about getting older is the obvious thing i can't hear anything anymore apparently <laughs> um <laughs> that's uh, never not going to be funny no, just look, apparently lucky you're aware now it will forever be funny brilliant <laughs> um i suppose getting up in the night for a wee that drives me mad you know especially when it's cold because i'm a wide awake then i get back into bed I can't, and I, you know i'll guarantee you it's about four o'clock in the morning so it's not it's not late enough to think oh sod it i'll get up anyway but at the same time it's not early enough to be i'm not fully asleep yet mm-hmm. so it just knackers my whole night as as, as someone getting older i piss like a, a camel like all the time no i'm not literally no but i mean they don't but when they do it's for a long ass time because they've got plenty to get rid of and that's that's how i am now so you don't yeah. go very often but you go a lot no i do go often and a lot but you just said camels don't go often oh listen pedantic <laughs> Just I, I, pee I don't understand the point you're trying to make. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I pee a lot. The point I'm trying to make is I pee a lot. I pee go. a lot. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I suppose uh, the niggly injuries and, you know, I, I did my knee and that's an operation on that from football. I did the ligaments in my other ankle from football. And I notice now that when it's cold, I feel it when I'm walking up the stairs and so on. And it's just like, man, I, I heard those things so many years ago. Why is this going to happen now? Yeah. You know, but the big thing for me, and this is a huge, huge thing for me. I, I'm not embarrassed to be a wrestling fan anymore because I'm, I'm older. Whereas when I was a kid, I used to keep it a secret because I was very much under the impression people would laugh at me for it, especially as I got older as a wrestling fan as well. It almost got worse as I got older before it got much, much better. And a big part of that is down to my wife. She basically doesn't give a rat's ass about people knowing she's a wrestling fan. And that's, that's rubbed off on me. And it's, it's changed. It's literally, it's changed my life. I don't give a, I don't give a shit, you know? So that's something else. I suppose I've got to thank my good lady for. So (laughs) the list is endless. Whereas my wife, can't stand wrestling uh can't she, stand you <laughs> so yeah win win for her i suppose <laughs> oh there we go what have we got in the chat mr mags before we so, move on going uh going all the way back we've had plenty of action in the chat uh conor came saying in the states you need rd no matter what age you could be six there okay. and you would still have to show an rd uh millwall chris said he he once got added uh when he was trying to get into the cinema to watch good morning vietnam age 15 now that's not something you you want to put on your cv i got addy to go and watch good morning vietnam but they managed in the same uh, a day later to get into an article brilliant nice yeah um um fifa connor in the chat hello sir welcome back um and he's uh, already chipped in to say to be fair i've never given a fuck about people's opinions because i detest people yep fair enough pretty much the same uh, Marker from Devoid, um, saying he's just popping in to say hello. So hello, Mags and hello, sir. Uh, Connor agreeing with you that chess is class. I mean, I don't mind chess. I just think when you're a, you were a teenager playing chess on your own, that's a bit. That's a bit yeah, I, I was like thirteen. It weren't like I was a teenager ready to go out and start chasing girls and, and going to the pub just yet. 
I mean, that didn't happen until I was, I don't know, what, 15 or something. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> you stood muffin. Um, <laughs> Sharon saying, yep, we're all assholes. Um, Connor comes back saying um, everybody's goal should be to give less of a fuck. Yeah, and you know, you are wise beyond your years, young sir. That's absolutely, should be the goal. You're only 42. Fuck you. This needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> Um, so, um, uh, FIFA kind of says that the rock wants to be a ruler. Why is he going to measure things? No, I think he means ruler as in he, he rules. Yeah. Um, we asked for the bad jokes last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. You've ruined that Connor. I take back everything I've said <laughs> good about you now. Um, so Andy, uh, Andy saying, uh, the rock won't run. He's too busy. New football league plus movies. It would be a downgrade, but yeah, but imagine having on your CV wrestler, football league owner, movie star, president. That's mm. that's a, a a big move, and he'd be one of the most beloved presidents as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Mil- Millwall, Chris, uh, confirming Andy went bald after he met Steve Beaton. Brilliant. Andy ended up pregnant. He certainly did. Oh, the, uh, the draw. Sorry, Maggie, the draw for the World Darts Championship was done literally just before we came on stage. And Steve Beaton has been drawn against the young blonde lass in the first round oh, of the world. Is it uh, Fallon Sherrick? Yeah. So that how's that going to work? Because she's just going to, her entrance music is going to play. She's going to hang up on stage. Boom, pregnant. <laughs> I mean, she's got now mums to recover, I suppose. But mm. not recover. I think Steve Beaton's raw sexuality is an unfair advantage when he's playing ladies, to be fair. Yeah. Well, the darts and, commission should look into that. And to be fair, she's a banging darts player as well. Do you don't think that she is? I, no, I, I guess. I've seen, I've seen her play occasionally. I don't watch as much darts now as I once did. So... Well, she's good. I think she made it to the quarterfinals uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Scottish Danny, even I'm recording with him on Wednesday too. So he's he's, he's triple timing us, sir. He's just I'm, a podcasting whore. We sh- we all yeah, should. Whore. We should all just no show his episodes or show up at, of, at different times. So we we'll like, all work between. Us. Yeah. Is he? Oh, that's what we got to do, man. Because he's not in the got chat, it. obviously, so he's not going to hear this until so we after jump in. We've recorded. We all jump in and like bombard him. Yeah. So if you're if you're on Skype at eight o'clock with him, just invite us all to join. Yeah. Just <laughs> add everybody. Just add everybody in. Yeah. We'll, oh. we'll we'll wreck his Christmas. We'll absolutely wreck his Christmas. I think that's that's a bit harsh. I just thought we might jump on his podcast, but all right. <laughs> if you're that committed uh, to the cause. <laughs> Millwall, Millwall Chris saying Warwick Davis is only a small problem to him. To see, just, <laughs> the, these these jokes mocking little people are beneath you all. Stop oh. it. Do you know the best thing about this whole Warwick Davis nonsense? I get to play some Almighty with Ricky Warwick on the audio version later in the week. Loving it. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I hope we get a copyright claim. Um, <laughs> Oh, and uh, the difference between being old and young is usually the sleep is more important than sex. Mm, well, maybe. Hashtag RP a lot. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, is playing chess by yourself a metaphor? Um, no. 
No, it's not. Yeah, Trust FIFA me. Connor has agreed. So no, <laughs> and he's actually said he's going to the to the uh, World Darts Championship. So yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, still oh, it's, it, it's always a massive party when you go and watch Darts Live. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. And Scottish Daddy says deal. Uh, so I think we should all get a little Twitter DM group going and just like bombard and oh. like all turn up to all three recordings. That the audio version, the audio version of this show comes out like m- Wednesday morning, like midnight mm-hmm. Tuesday going into Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to delay it until after we've done. This. <laughs> Is it worth delaying our recording just in case he listens? I, I think uh, he's a bath listener though, isn't he? So he'll probably listen at night in the bath. Oh yeah. Okay. But yep, that's uh that's the chat all caught up with. Fantastic stuff. Um, before we move on to our actual wrestling topic, Magsy, should we let people know what next week is? Mm-hmm. If they don't well, know already. I mean, technically, it's actually gone past. Has it? Yeah, I mean, you saying in the chat it's fifth, maybe fifty-four, but either way, it's uh, it's essentially the birthday of chain wrestling uh, yes. from from the early days re- uh, releasing audio on Visionaries Global Media to now the 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 YouTube beer moth that we are. Um, <laughs> it's been when when uh, Sam mentioned that it's a year since we started. How? quick as that year gone yeah without a date it's just it's it's mental and i was talking to uh Ori, um yesterday and we dropped episode 26 of a changing attitude already mm-hmm. so that's six months old it's just it's amazing how quickly the time so, goes when you when you're having fun doing something i got that as well from a changing attitude i put it was um I don't know, it was last week or the week before maybe but i, I put it on when i was getting on the bus saw the number of the episode and just assumed, oh, I must have missed some because there's so many already. Mm-hmm. And I went back and no, I've listened to them. And I was like, wow, that's gone so fast. Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, that's testament to us putting out a, a, a really interesting product. The fact that you've you've listened to them all week by week and, and yeah. assumed that you've missed them because yeah. you've, you've, you've been so yeah. entertained by them. Uh, yeah, so I, I really appreciate the, that. But- the 2nd of December was the date, the first episode of Chain Wrestling dropped. Um, and so next week kind of is the right week for it to be the, well, the closest episode we're doing that's going to fall close to the birthday, I guess. So mm-hmm. we're going to be doing all silly daft anniversary type thingamies. We may look back at some old shows and some old jokes and so on, or uh, old moments and so on. I'm going to have a little look through the archives, as they call it this week and uh refresh a few people's memories about some stuff that happened in the last year um oh jesus it's i can't be... remember what we recorded about last week nah normally mate i've got to bring up the little <laughs> spreadsheet tonight <laughs> 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 but uh, it's been it's been for me an absolutely fantastic time i've loved this um i loved doing sjp uh, and i'm really enjoying doing the waiting room but this has took over for me. This is this is my number one show now. This is my priority. I absolutely love this. And I love it because of the interaction on Twitter, because of the interaction in, in the chat there. I look forward to Monday nights so much. So the fact that we're where we are now from where we were a year ago, thank you to everyone. You know, just thank you to everyone. Mm-hmm. And, f- and for me, it's probably fifth. Fifth mm-hmm. best. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, it's not. I have... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I I love doing the show. I think uh, we've said before when we've uh, when we made the jump from just releasing audios to to uh, doing it live, we were nervous and we didn't think it it um, it do as well. We were worried that we won't get the interaction. It's blown up. It's absolutely mm-hmm. blown up. And, yeah. and we're under no illusions. We know we're not like a a, a cultaholic or a what culture. And we are definitely doing this because it entertains us. But the fact that you guys have all come along on this uh, on this journey with us and and you've made the show a million times better than it was at the beginning, and we massively appreciate it. And uh, here's to to year two of of chain wrestling. Yes, so you'll find out later on that our choices for where we go are going to be sort of anniversary influenced. And mm-hmm. next week we're going to have a couple of few bits and bobs that way as well. But that Magsy is next week. That is, is when the show is a year old. It is still zero old night. Is it? Is that how you know? Edges are hor- horrific to work out. Yeah. So, shall we talk a little bit of wrestling, mate? Yes, we shall. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Before we go any further, I want to just point out that there are some people who just want to watch the world burn. Magsy put forward a ludicrous option last week, hoping that people would vote for Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin. Uh, he put forward Luna versus Sean versus, um, oh yeah, yeah, funny how he remembers all his wrestling anniversaries, which my wife says in the chat there. Yes, I can remember our wedding anniversary. It's the 6th for the 6th, 12, we were, we were married. And I can remember that because 6 plus 6 equals 12. See, that's how I remember it. You know? That's it. Jesus. So, works out well works out well um <laughs> magsy put forward a ludicrous selection in the hope that my selection would win and well, yes it did i did it at first to be no, fair. no no very true yeah at first it was a, a genuine pick um it was only after you uh essentially went with the pick that i was going to put forward uh but i thought that maybe uh we traveled down this this path uh this kind of like wrestling timeline enough i didn't want the 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 cwf to get uh kind of frustrated so i thought i'd pour it up something different and then you went no let's carry on so (laughs) i wanted yours to win so i i tried my best to sway the the votes by putting up a, a horrific less than three minute uh, match between two people who shouldn't really be wrestlers and they nearly fucking won there were people voting for that nonsense magazine Rid- uh, ridiculous what are you people doing they're just blatantly trying to stitch us up aren't they yeah they were of course of course but there we go there we go what actually won Thankfully, thank the wrestling gods that this actually was. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be out of your hair by five past ten, wouldn't we? That's The main event of WrestleMania 14, I suppose the beginning of a new era, passing of a torch to a degree. The WWF Championship match, the champion Shawn Michaels defending against the 1998 Raw Rumble winner Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Mike Tyson is also there involved. Um, Magsy, I don't know how recently you watched this back before this episode of Chain Wrestling. What were your general thoughts? Yeah, I, I tend to watch this back quite a lot. 
um, I'm a massive uh, Austin fan. He he was kind of like pivotal in my uh, in the peak of my wrestling fandom. So uh, this is a match I'll revisit uh, quite a lot, maybe once every couple of years or so, uh, just to just to kind of uh, go down that that Austin rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, but this is this is still for me uh, one of the 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 best matches. Uh, of my of my time as a wrestling fan, not in terms okay. of not in terms of in ring, but just because my guy was was yeah. finally at the top of the table. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, I, the, I suppose the story and the emotion can sometimes carry you in the same way as watching a, a, a sort of five star classic can carry you mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, um, I was all about Austin in this time frame as well. Massive, massive Stone Cold fan, but Sean was always my guy, as people know. But mm-hmm. I, I was, I was bought up in the storyline, mate. I got carried along in the hype of Austin, and I wanted him to win this match, and I wanted him to win the title back then. Uh, and watching it back and seeing the video packages building up to the match that WrestleMania sort of showed before before the ring entrances, you kind of get caught up in that same feeling again, don't you? The the, the, the promotional packages and so on. Yeah, and I think a lot of this is to do with the fact that they got Mac Tyson involved. Mm. Um, this, to me, feels like a a fundamental kind of change in in where wrestling was headed. Um, before before we see Mac Tyson, this was always a niche thing. Wrestling um, was always kind of. Even even in its heyday, it was still seen as a niche product. But Mark Tyson was he was massive. Um, obviously, yeah. former boxing uh, world champion. Um, all the the issues that he'd had with uh, uh, with with uh, the law and things like that. But he was a, a he was a mainstream star. So to have him involved in this match meant that this this was the biggest WrestleMania ever. It was it was just ginormous and and you needed two wrestlers who could carry that uh that that kind of uh anticipation and i think with having sean who was always a great worker and austin who was becoming the biggest star uh yeah. in in the world you had all these kind of like melting pot uh of of um of 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 things that just that made this just an outstanding, energetic um, main event to, to to something for you to really get your teeth into, and yeah, it, it it still blows me away today just how huge this felt. Yeah, and I suppose I suppose just looking at the sort of different time frames and different uh, I suppose eras for want of a better term. You look at say the, the golden era of the of the eighties and so on. And then you look at WrestleManias now in the stadiums uh, and the big light displays and the fireworks and all the razzmatazz you get now. This time frame, so WrestleMania 14, 15, uh, I suppose 16 will come into it as well. It all felt, even though it was a huge event, the actual arena itself uh, and the audience and so on, it all felt much smaller uh, mm-hmm. and compact and again because it was darker as well wasn't it and it was very sort of almost in on itself so to speak yeah uh, one of the things i noticed from watching it, watching it back is um things like the 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 set design mm. just there now it's it's grandiose it's it's huge yeah uh 
but back then it, it was the 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 entrance ramp was was essentially perpendicular with the with the ring, so the wrestlers had to come out and then go like a ninety degree turn to walk down the the aisle to the ring, uh, and it was just a a, a a a metal frame circle with a curtain and a WrestleMania sign. Now there's themes to the to the uh, set design. It, the the ramps are ginormous. You you see that the the wrestlers are sometimes 20 foot above the crowd at the beginning of the ramp to all the way down to the ring. So, uh, yeah, I think this having Tyson involved, uh, that kind of starts the ball rolling into making uh, WrestleMania um, a must-see event. I mean, it always was in terms of wrestling fans, but yeah. I mean, in terms of m- mainstream media, it was, it was becoming more of a, a, a huge kind of global event. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the build to this was so well done as well because because everything was behind Austin. I mean, we looked at the War Rumble from 1998 last week, mm-hmm. and I suppose a criticism I had of the Rumble was it's it was so one dimensional to me anyway that it was just all about Austin, all about getting him the title shot, all about getting him to WrestleMania. So whereas I think the Rumble suffered from that, to me personally you're now seeing the benefit of that with the WrestleMania match because it is still all about Austin. Yeah. But the build is done so well that it makes it even more, makes it even, even more meaningful, I guess that Austin's there. And, and even, even when Austin makes his way to the ring, you can see the altar against him because triple H is there. China is there. Tyson is there in a DX t-shirt and Austin is literally just there on his own, almost peeking around the ring post at one stage. Mm hmm. Yeah, and 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 if you go and follow the timeline back even further, um, where we essentially started this, uh, go to the the Montreal screw job, that was only five months before, five six months before the point we're at now. Mm. Um, so it feels to me that the, the, there's a, another storyline being told in the background here that McMahon had put all his eggs in the in the HBK basket, uh, essentially. Um, forcing Brett out of the company and less than two months later, that's clearly not working. So we're having to push for Austin to be uh, the the Rumble winner. And like I said, it, it, it kind of made it look like that this was the, the Austin show. And then three months after the Royal Rumble, we're, we're literally at the, the show that makes Austin the number one guy in, in the wrestling world. It's almost like uh, Vince wanted uh Shawn Michaels to be his number one guy and then when he realized that perhaps that's not going to be a thing he had to quickly transition to to Austin obviously we know that that Shawn had injuries um that that were 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 plaguing him but Austin himself had knee and neck problems at this time so it it it, it just for me knowing what we know now as wrestling fans it was just a an interesting narrative that uh that Shawn Michaels spent all this time politicking and backstabbing and and uh, doing whatever he could to scratch and claw his way to the top for a for a less than six months run before he would yeah. essentially be replaced it's just the interesting the way that the the wrestling world revolves i suppose yeah and i suppose some of the the shortcomings in in sean's run at the top i suppose the, the short period he was actually at the very top of his game now the, the, the problems that he experienced 
were caused by what it took to get him there as well. Yes, you had all the politicking and so on, which obviously caused him to have enemies backstage. Of course it did. But the style of wrestling, the way he felt he had to effectively outwork everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you see bumps through tables off the off the ring apron. You see the, the famous bump off the side of the, the Hell in the Cell, the first one they ever had with The Undertaker. Um, back injuries, the, the moonsault to the outside, constantly landing on his knees and so on. That takes its toll. And you, you go back, I mean, I'm actually, you'll know firsthand from, from the excellent A Change in Attitude as you're sort of plugging your way through some of the, the dross that is 96. You see Shawn Michaels in 96 doing things that no one else in the business is doing at that point mm-hmm. and putting his body on the line. And he is by far and away in ring the best thing going at certain yeah. events in 96. But it comes at a cost because he then has to start. He develops, shall we say, a slight, I suppose, dependency issue with certain substances. He has this attitude problem, which again is is not helped by his his addictions and the paranoia that comes with them. He's also got these injuries that he's taking the drugs for, and the paranoia again is is, is added to because of that, because he knows he can't necessarily carry on the way he was before, or he needs to take a break. So it's almost like Sean fighting tooth and nail to get to where he is. What he had to do to get there is effectively a big part of what kind of cost him, and we don't see him again for four years, do we? Yeah, it's a, a massive vicious circle. The 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 one thing that he craved for uh, was the uh, was the thing that essentially put him out of the business for the for the the next four years. And and you hit the nail around the head. The fact he had to go all out, he had to be uh, outwork everybody. He had to be the best wrestler. He had to take risks that that most other wrestlers wouldn't take. Uh, and he essentially put himself um, at the top of the tree but he'd limited how long he could stay there with the amount of injuries and the dependency and the, and the kind of politics that he'd, he'd, he'd caused to get to the point where he was at. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, a very interesting tale. Um, and because all, all these kind of like inc- uh, incidents we've looked at in, in singularity, but when you actually follow the timeline um, from the, the, uh, the screw job to where we are now, it, it's an interesting story that gets weaved uh, between, between uh, Brett and, and, and Michaels and, and then obviously Austin, uh, how we finish it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's been a cool little journey that we've gone on here. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, something that isn't cool as we move on to the actual match itself uh, is, I think, the DX band. They suck, let's be honest. <laughs> DX, The DX team is fantastic, but... To be fair, word. you do spot uh, a rogue Jim Johnston in that Yes, band. yeah, because the rest of the band, they look like they're a shitty you know a shitty bar band playing and then they've got what effectively kind of comes across like their mad uncle or maybe they've they've you know their guitarist has got poorly and they've just asked around and their old geography teacher has said oh i used to knock out a few chords i'll come along because he doesn't look like he fits with the rest of the band at all does he <laughs> he definitely doesn't fit and in fact he, he, he tries his best to avoid being on camera a lot yeah he, uh, they try their best not to show him right? <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah that that band is is terrible. I th- and, uh, there's been very few times where a, a live um, rendition of a, a of a wrestler's theme music has worked, and this was one of the times it definitely didn't work. Well, Motorhead is the benchmark, mate. It's took away my hearing, but by God, I love them. <laughs> um, Tyson is 
awkward as hell, isn't he? Let's be honest. Whereas he may be the baddest man on the planet and able to knock out anybody, uh, watching him do the DX crotch chop and so on is it, it just doesn't. It's awkward as hell, isn't it? He doesn't. Yeah, exactly, Maxi. Exactly, and he, he also <laughs> every now and again you just want Triple H to give him a nudge and go, "All right, mate, wind your neck in." You yeah, know? that'll do. You've done it. You know, you've but done it a hundred times. Stop. I, I think the issue is if you tell Matt Tyson to wind his neck in. He's probably just going to lamp you. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I mean, the, you, we've got to remember that he's not long uh, been out of prison. Um, so he's, he, he was the baddest man on the planet at the time. Um, so it was actually a massive coup that WWE or WWF at the time got him involved. Um, and to have him play along for, for essentially the three month run from, from Royal Rumble. He was heavily mm. involved in this. You don't normally get um, a celebrity who's, who sticks around. They normally like one and done, um, or they might come in for a couple of shots, but he was, he was doing promo uh, working when um, uh, they were uh, in, basically out in the crowd, kissing Austin's head when he was tied up in, in the ropes, really, yeah. really getting involved. <laughs> so, uh, for all his, um, for all the the things that he's done wrong in his life, you've got to give him props that he was heavily invested in this, heavily yeah, invested. Definitely, I like the um, I like the whole way it was done as well, where he's almost tussling with DX in the ring, and they put it his top and reveal the DX T-shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. Well, that was really well done. Yeah, a really clever yeah. reveal. Um, we've got a couple of late cameras to the show as well, Maxi. Like, oh, should hang their him. heads in shame. Uh, re- going recording when they know this is our time. We don't get involved on the Wednesday day war. So look at that. Yeah. Absolute scumbags, but welcome all the same. Angry <laughs> Absolute scumbags. That's a bit harsh. Isn't it? And, and <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <laughs> um, the entrance to the match as well. The way that they walk, and we said it for the Rumble contest, didn't we? But the way they walk through, no, Survivor Series, we, we mentioned it. The way they walk from the back and the camera follows them, I think that is so cool. I really enjoy yeah. that, you know? Yeah, it, it, it adds more gravitas to the match. And and then you get Triple H looking at the camera and, and, and flipping the bird, which I thought was, yeah, that was dickish. That was a bit um, tryhard, wasn't it? That was a bit like, yeah, it was, look at me, I'm, I'm edgy, me. But, but what I did uh, really like, and, and I've, I've made it clear that I had a, a massive issue with uh, with Shawn Michaels and his politicking. Um, great wrestler, but just couldn't get on board with how much of a, uh, a canaving wrestler he was. The fact that he, uh, he says, uh, this one's for you, Earl, um, I thought that that was a touch of class from from Shawn Michaels, especially knowing that he's essentially going to be going away after yeah. this. Uh, for him to uh, to dedicate this match to to Earl, who was part of why he was in this match in the first place, if you go all the way back to uh, the, the the screw job. But I think Earl had just had a, an aneurysm um, like a couple of days before, and he was in the hospital recovering. So f- for him to do that on his way out was incredibly classy. Yeah. For someone who, let's be honest, as much as I love Shawn Michaels, was an absolute dick around this time, wasn't he? Let's be fair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, the match starts as well. You know, we get the standard kind of feeling each other out and so on, and the famous middle fingers from Austin that it makes Shawn's smile disappear. I guess <laughs> um, that's a famous meme now, isn't it? But, uh, 
But the first thing I, I kind of see really is that Michaels takes a backdrop over the top and he hits hard for someone who's got this back injury. And we don't really know how bad this injury was. It's obviously there because it keeps him out for a while, but he had other issues as well. How bad is the injury when he's working? The event is always a bit of a gray area, but you see this backdrop and you think, Oh my word, even if he was a hundred percent that he landed bad, didn't he? That was a, that was a stiff bump. Yeah. And, and it just goes to show how much, uh, whether you like him or whether you, you detest him, how much these wrestlers give when it comes to mm. these big shows. Uh, if, the, if, if we take him at his word and I don't really see, um, there to be a uh, reason to not do his, his back was absolutely knackered. He was, I mean, we've seen what he's done to his back. So there's, there's genuinely got, got to be issues there. So for them to go, uh, whole hog in this, um, yeah, I've got to give him props. And I actually really enjoyed the, the start. Um, Shawn Michaels doing his classic, uh, uh, while um, kind of avoiding the attacks, but then just rocking Austin with the with the the jabs. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. kind of really frustrating, Austin. Not quite um, wanting to tie up, wasn't he? And then just yeah. sort of yeah. And 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 then uh, when we we do finally get to to uh, some action, the crowd just starts going wild because it's like. Yeah, we've got that tease out of the way. We've got those first couple of minutes of feeling out, and now we're 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 at the races. It's it's yeah. happening. Yeah, we end up with Triple H and China thrown out very early, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, which the crowd again get fully behind. They're over the moon about seeing the back of those two. Uh, and then we get <laughs> and Sean and Triple Sean H fighting to the bandstand, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> uh, just before we get to that, when when Triple H was getting thrown out, though, he uh, he kind of like backs into uh, Tars and uh, and then um, turns around like, as if he's gonna crack Tars, and he's like, yeah. "Whoa, whoa, 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 no, <laughs> no, we'll hold off on that." And then he, yeah, they get they get kicked out, and that essentially sets up for for. Just tasted in in uh, show Michael's corner. Yeah, um, Austin and Michael's end up fighting down towards the sort of the, the sort of corner in the entrance way that you described earlier, Magsy, where mm-hmm. the the band was playing, uh, and they you know, use a couple of the, the parts of the drum kit and so on as weapons. So it should get the ridiculous line from Jerry Lawler that he could have decapitated him with that symbol. That's I mean that's nonsense, isn't it? But you know he comes out with a lot of nonsense i guess um you see a few more bumps uh, on the outside and michaels goes when they're back in the ring michaels then goes to for the that sort of flip bump he does sort of similar mm-hmm. to flare in the corner when he, he's yeah. thrown in but it's mistimed and the small of his back hits the buckle very hard and it's from that moment on you i think you really kind of see him struggling there and the you hear and see the ring visibly move mm. when he slams in, uh, and again we that shows how how much being at WrestleMania means to these wrestlers. The fact that he knows he, I mean, he knows he's losing. He knows he's probably going away for a, a while, but to still throw yourself back first in, into that turnbuckle with the power that he, he did, yeah, that's I've got to give him props again for that. Yeah. Uh, then there's shortly after this, he and uh, Sean, sorry, ends up on the apron where, and Austin literally just, just punches him. But, I mean, Austin's punches always looked fantastic anyway to me, mm-hmm. um, especially considering there was always the comparison between he and The Rock. And The Rock's punches always look like trash to me. So maybe that helped Austin. I don't know. But Austin's punches look good. Michaels throws himself off the apron and lands face first on the announce table. 
from a punch and it just it looks so real it looks so realistic and there's just added so much to literally just austin throwing a punch and i thought that was a really well done moment yeah, and and then if you compare this to to when Shawn Michaels faced Hogan, where it was overselling. Um, yeah, <laughs> this this was it was right on the line of being perfectly sold. Like you mm. said, the fact that it makes Austin's punches look absolutely brutal, but it could have easily gone to the point of ridicule. Um, but it, it didn't. It skirted that line, and and it it made. Austin look legitimate. Yeah. Uh, you you see um Sean is very much he's not moving well at, at this stage now is he? He's moving quite no. gingerly when he's just trying to walk. Again, we got to take it at face value. He's struggling, but you know, he wasn't the, the most honest individual in the world at this stage, but we knew he had back problems anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we see him really wince just from a snap mare, Don't we? He really sort of really has the, has a look of anguish on his face just from a snap there where you wouldn't expect that to be the reaction from such a simple move. So maybe that is causing grief there as well. Before we I go think, into, I, I think every, um, every single move was starting to really kind of play on Shawn Michaels stuff. Like a yeah. simple thing, like, uh, punches, drop kicks. Um, even like when, uh, he, he goes for, for the baseball slide, stuff like that. You can see him, visibly wincing that this is this yeah. is massively painful and it all doesn't quite look quite look right does it mm-hmm. not like not like he's holding back that's i'm not trying to sort of say that i mean you have to forgive me once i search for the words but he, it's almost like it's not the pain is restricting him mm-hmm. to the point where he just literally doesn't have the mobility to do what he needs to do if that makes sense yeah it absolutely makes sense it really does uh, we end up with Shawn Michaels applying a figure four, um, which I always get a kick out of being a big flare mark and <laughs> sit there in my front room wooing away. Um, but then we see Shawn grabbing the ropes and the old trick, the, the old heel trick of pulling the ropes behind the referees, you know, back to add extra torque, I suppose, to, to the move. And this is where I sort of look at it and go, okay. How bad is your back, mate? Because that would hurt a lot. If your back mm-hmm. was that bad when you're walking, you're bouncing up and down on the top. I mean, I've had back problems. I slipped two discs about, about 10, 12 years ago. It's horrific. You can't breathe. I couldn't. I'm not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination. Of course I'm not. But at the same time, I look at this guy who's supposed to be in as much pain as he is. And yes, he's full of drugs as well. Of course he is. But then there are other moments I look at and I'm like, okay, would that be as comfortable looking as it is if it was that bad? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it does make sense. But th- these guys are still trying to make it look like a match. And to be fair, he, Austin's not in the figure four for that long. Mm. Um, I think if uh, if Sean's um, back wasn't giving him so much grief, it, that would have probably lasted a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I do, I do see the point that, uh, you would take those like little bits, uh, out of the, out of the game, I suppose. Uh, but he's still got to be the heel in the match. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I didn't realize that it came as quick as this. We pretty much get the ref bump straight after that, don't we? Mm-hmm. We got a sleeper applied and a million dollar dream. Uh, yeah. Shout, shout back to, uh, about to the ringmaster, the ringmaster. Uh, yeah. The million dollar the champion million dollar man. <laughs> and, and, uh, and things like that though, they, 
that to me felt like this was Sean taking a breather and kind of yeah. like um, trying to at least get himself through the next few minutes uh, as as pain free as possible because he'd been he'd been absolutely just destroying his back in this match up to this point. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you're spot on. This, this to me is a turning point with Sean in the match. And it's not something I really think I've seen. As big as a Shawn Michaels fan as, as I am, I've seen so many of his matches. I've never seen him look, I suppose, I suppose spent. I've never seen him look like he's got nothing left. But here, after the, the referee bump from the sleeper, the Million Dollar Dream and so on, um, he looks spent. He looks like he's done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then after after the sleeper, we we we're seeing uh, him being whipped into the corners over and over again, uh, and every time you see him, almost crying in pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Back back watching this. Um. Uh, as as uh, in my younger days, you just think, yep, it's him selling the 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 move, selling the match, but this is him. In in massive uh, masses amounts of pain, it really it, it it gets to the point where it looks uncomfortable knowing mm. what we know now that this puts him out of the business for essentially four years. Um, yeah. Knowing what he's 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 putting himself in, you, you're just wincing along with him. It's 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 quite uh, jarring to watch. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a moment where he's sent to the corner at one stage, and he just kind of. Not not even crumples. You know, you know what I mean? Where a boxer's legs go and they just kind of crumple down. It's similar to that, but not quite. It's almost like just exhaustion and he just kind of just falls in a way. Yeah. And then when Austin goes to help him up, he, he has to essentially grab the ropes to, yeah. to to help pull himself up. Yeah, because if your back starts to go, your legs are going to start to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, we then get... We then get a, a few more moves from... Michaels and Austin before uh, the flying forearm is an example because mm-hmm. Michaels that flying forearm is quite a big part of his arsenal but this one's almost like a walking forearm it almost like he kind of hops into it it reminds me of if you remember the Mankind and Undertaker Hell in a Cell um, and both Mankind and Undertaker said that's easily the worst chalk slam that the Undertaker's ever ever pulled off uh, at the top of the cell walk when, he, when Mankind is chalked through the roof yeah because Mankind's essentially his foot doesn't leave the floor. And that's what this reminded me of. It was a flying forearm, but Shawn Michaels essentially didn't fly. It was it was literally it was literally just a float forearm because yeah. he, he didn't have the the power in his back to be able to to, to do it. But then afterwards he, he's still able to do the, the the kip up, although the camera missed it. So it would have mm-hmm. been interesting to see whether he was able to pull that off. Uh, properly, maybe it was a um, a missed camera angle on purpose, knowing that Sean was uh, was in in so much pain, and then that essentially sets up for for one of the most iconic finishes in in not only re- WrestleMania history but wrestling history, I suppose. Yeah, I was going to mention that 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 kip up because it does. You kind of half catch it, don't you? The camera kind of spans across as it happens, and he mm-hmm. winces against the ropes after he's done it. But I'm thinking. You couldn't pull off the flying forearm, mate. You couldn't stand up in a corner on your own. But you you managed that, and then you straight away went for the top rope elbow drop as well. Yeah, but that's he has to do them. 
yeah, I get that. And adrenaline as well. And he's mm-hmm. he's had like you like you said, Max, he's had that that break in the action, I suppose, to sort of regather himself to a degree. But, but I'm just w- sort of you know But when you when you look at him go for the, the, the top rope elbow, Shaw Michaels would have been up that on that top rope way quicker had he yeah. not had the yeah, fair he, point. He, yeah. he struggles to climb the ropes. This is a guy mm. who has put his everything on the line knowing that he's going to lose this match. It's I've got as for someone who's not been a huge fan of Michael's, um, I've got to give him props for that. I really have. I was gonna say this this feels like the wrong way round, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is Surely, I mean, you know. I should be ju- defending Sean left, right, and centre. Yeah, but you're, <laughs> I suppose you're judging him on the fact that you've seen him have way better performances than this. That he's he has been the 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 showstopper, the archon. Mm-hmm. I'm more looking at it as I know what I know post fact what he went through yeah, yeah. during this match, uh, and I'm I'm getting kind of like a a bit more of a, a respect for him because I know he loses, I know that he goes away for a, for a long while after this, but to give your all in that that match, he could have easily found it in the mm. show. Michaels of this time would have been notorious for falling yeah. it in. Um, so the fact that he doesn't, I mean, the threat of being beat up by Undertaker, I suppose, <laughs> that would make you... Uh, not That's motivation, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah, that is a little motive, bit of motivation. Yeah. But uh, I do give him props for for uh, doing all this, knowing that essentially he, he could cripple himself. Yeah, no, very true. Um, the finish that you mentioned, Maxi, as well, I think this is so well done because it teases it teases a finish before a finish before mm-hmm. a finish, I guess. Yeah. We, we have the, the sweet chin music. Michael's in the corner, stomping away, tuning up the band, as they say, uh, that that's missed. And then Austin goes for a stunner and you're thinking, Oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. But then that stunner is missed. So then <laughs> Michael's goes for a super kick again, which is then missed. And you're like, Oh, 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 thinking it's nearly, you know, and then eventually the stunner is hit. Um, and it's it's a it, uh, the stun is a fantastic move, and obviously Michaels doesn't oversell it, but it still looks great. I think sometimes you get people who take ridiculous bumps off the stunner, mm-hmm. and it, it makes a bit of a mockery of it. Where it's funny occasionally. This to me was perfect. This was to me was it looked like a vicious move that would end the match. It wasn't oversold. It was it was exactly what you needed for that moment. I think. Yeah, and and what really kind of uh, gives it more gravitas for me is that they only hit one finishing move yeah. in the whole of the match. Now, uh, if you compare that to uh, modern day wrestling, you you get multiple finishing moves in, in every single match almost. Yeah. The fact that, uh, that it took one stunner and only one stunner to, to get the job done just shows that the stunner was a brutal move and it, and it meant something. It protected the move. It protected, it essentially protected Shawn Michaels, uh, uh, sweet chin music as well, because he wasn't able to, to pull it off. Mm. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Mike Tyson jumps in the ring and gives a crazy <laughs> fast count. Jesus uh, Christ. He was excited to, to come in and, re- I mean, that, he, he was that, having a wonderful time, wasn't he? <laughs> does, does that throw legitimacy issues at, at this, this, um, passing of the torch? Because, he was only the enforcer. He wasn't a ref. I don't know. I don't really know what um, what sort of power enforcers have, I guess. No, I mean, who argues with him? If Matt Tyson counts the three count, who's going to argue with him that that, mm. that person hasn't won the match? Well, I mean, Sean did try. Sean tried to argue. <laughs> and and that, I thought, was a, was a, a really uh, good way to end it. 
you mm. give uh, obviously um looking back it, it kind of does feel like that it was Sean must pause style almost getting the the last bit of a uh, last bit of heat but f- um for me um I felt that it was a good way to kind of uh to give um Tyson his props for for being involved so much that he got that that final big shot onto Shawn Michaels made it made uh Matt Tyson uh look strong Austin obviously uh leaving as the champion um I thought it was a, a brilliant way to to finish the match yeah it was great um Austin hands Tyson a 316 t-shirt and I don't know what it is about these kind of situations but Tyson looks awkward as hell again <laughs> for a little moment before lying it across Shawn Michaels face which I thought was quite good well good little touch there it's actually him picking up the T-shirt and holding it up that, that Shawn Michaels realises that the screw yes. was on. Uh, and he's like looking around and he must have thought, I remember this happening not long ago. Mm. I was, the, the, yeah, I, I wonder if how Brett feels right about now. Yeah, now the shoe is on the other foot. But it was, um, it was a, a good touch when he realised, yep, the screw was on and he's like, Matt, I thought you was my boy. Uh, what do you think you're doing? Push, push and shove. Goes to hit uh, Matt Tassel. Well, actually goes to slap him. Tassel just drops him with a... Yeah. With a Lightning rat, quick. Right hook. Um, yeah, it's a glorious way to end it. Yeah. And then there's confetti, but in the wrong place which kind of annoyed me a little bit at the end, but that's, that's nitpicking. That's nothing important. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then Magsy, where do we, uh, where do we rate this out of 10? What, what are we giving this one, mate? Oh, well, I'm, I am going to be massively biased. Um, in terms of in ring, no Austin match is ever going to be five star. He's a, especially this Austin. I mean, his earlier Austin, he was a brilliant technical wrestler, but this Austin was a brawl. He it was punch, punch, kick, kick, clothesline, Lufes press, uh, elbow drop off the second rope, stunner. There was it was essentially the six moves of doom. Um, yeah. but it's hard to not get invested with this Austin. Uh, and knowing what we know about um, how they were both dealing with injuries, the kind of um, the atmosphere created with uh, having Matt Tarson involved, you get sucked into, into it as, a, as an event rather than a match. So for that, I've got to say I'm going to rate it pretty highly. I'm I'm going to give this an eight point five. My goodness, that is high, isn't it? Why, <laughs> Jesus? No, I mean, I'm thinking stuff like um, the Jericho Shawn Michaels ladder match. We both gave an eight or an eight point five. This isn't as good as that, surely. In terms of wrestling, absolutely not. In terms right. of what it meant as a as a whole package, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, from my standpoint, I gave the Rumble last week a six. I got no ambitions to really go back and watch like Rumble again anytime soon. I would happily go back and watch this though, which obviously mm-hmm. the Rumble did its job in setting this up. I suppose when you look at it collectively, the Rumble is better than looking at it individually. I suppose, um, but at the same time, because of the injuries hindering Sean a little bit and this type of Austin character doesn't play to his strengths he had with it he, that when he was younger magazine that you explained there mm-hmm. but still better than the rumble I, i'm gonna give it a seven which is not a bad score i, I enjoyed the match i will happily watch it again but for, for me to start hitting eight eight and a half it's gonna be a little bit a little bit more sparkle to it if that makes sense okay well it's, it's fine to be wrong 
it's, absolutely, it's absolutely fine for oh, goodness sake where do you want to go next week my friend <laughs> <laughs> bearing in so, mind our, our, our self-made stipulation i suppose i mean it we we obviously it's going to be the anniversary episode or the birthday episode so we kind of like spoke about making the the picks anniversary themed um there's there's been plenty of anniversaries in in wrestling so i don't think it was too hard to pick now i was actually going to be a bit mischievous i was actually gonna no uh, not you yeah shock <laughs> uh, but i was actually gonna um make us go back and and re uh review the the very first match that we covered on chain wrestling oh i was very very tempted to go back to uh <laughs> the the straight jacket match um between booker and and scott steiner but it feels like we've only just watched that not long ago this year's gone so quick so mm. i don't think we would do i would don't think we'd have differing enough takes that it wouldn't feel like a little bit repetitive Mm-hmm. Um, and and you also said that we're going to be uh, involving uh, memories of of the of the uh, the past year or so. So yeah, I'm sure it'll get, I thought that could be a bit of fun. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be it'll get brought up. Um, so I'm actually going with an anniversary, uh, and it's an anniversary actually is uh, one of the biggest bugbears I have actually with the way WWE uh, name their shows. I'm going with uh, WrestleMania the 25th anniversary. Which is okay. essentially, which is essentially WrestleMania twenty five, which meant that it's the anniversary of of zero, which is just absolutely impossible. This was the twenty fourth uh, anniversary of WrestleMania, and it annoys me. They make um, that mistake, man. That's so stupid. Well, they cost the idiots. Um, <laughs> and on on that card, one of the biggest matches on the card was obviously Shawn Michaels was heavily involved with his match against the Undertaker. But I'm not going for that match. I'm going for a match earlier on in the card, and actually, what actually opened that that card. Um, I'm going for the Money in the Bank ladder match with uh, CM Punk, Christian, Finlay, Kane, Kofi, Mark Henry, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin. Wow, what a mix of what a mix of talent that is. It's that is if I mean I haven't watched it in a long, long time, but I remember no, that no. match being being so damn good. Any match mm. you get uh Shelton Benjamin and Kofi Kingston in and it involves a lot of stipulation is always going to be brilliant. So um yeah, that's the match I'm going for. The money in the bank ladder match from the twenty-fifth anniversary of WrestleMania at WrestleMania twenty-five. Yeah. Must be a 25 or 24? 25, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it confuses me, Max. It confuses me. Oh, what a shite. I mean, Mark Henry in a ladder match as well. That, that's, I'm intrigued by that. And, and, you know, CM Punk, anything CM Punk to me is fantastic. So, yeah, I'm going to actually go um, somewhere. I'm not sure if we've been yet, to be honest. I probably should have been more professional and oh. done my research. But Lex Luger saves <laughs> the NWA. <laughs> No, not Lex Luger, not Lex Luger. From Scott Bullet Armstrong. <laughs> I'm more of a Wyndham mark than I'm a Luger mark, to be fair. But um, no, I'm I'm going with the anniversary aspect to be my link. Um, I basically spent uh, looking through the dates of 
the, the next week when this show comes out and the anniversary, I suppose, the date of the episode, we can oh, look through and see what's stealing on Stealing a Bang Bang gimmick. Well, potentially, yeah, potentially. And um, there, there was a lot of shit, Max. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there's a lot of crap. I mean, for, for a start, there's a TV set of TV tapings in some part of Texas that had five episodes of Superstars taped there in one oh. night. Oh, but that'd be a rough to sit through. Oh, but there was no match longer than three minutes. And it was like, and, and the information you can find on it is, is things like um, some of the jobbers, some of the enhancement talent weren't even named. They were that obscure. Just so you insert had things, name here or yes, jobber. You, you had like um, uh, the information I found said like the berserker versus unnamed male wrestler. Was <laughs> Wow. I mean, I'm glad they specified male. And the Berserker won in like 90 seconds and all this sort of stuff. So it was, it was slim pickings, really, when I was trying to look at it this way with the date. But I found something that I thought would be quite interesting um, because of modern wrestling and looking back at this particular time as well. And also, because we've had this this theme over the last few weeks of, you know, Michael's 98, Montreal, WrestleMania 14 and so on, looking at something completely different to this really changing it up. As you said yourself, Max, you don't want the CWF to get bored of what we're looking at. So really trying to change it up. So I actually am going to go back to 2010, early December, 2010 It's the anniversary of this show. The week we, we do our anniversary show, which is the link. And I would like to go to TNA final resolution, 2010. Okay. Um, there is a link for the match online that i have so i will put it out there if this wins so people can watch along uh, it's not going to be difficult to find or you have behind a paywall or anything if it wins don't worry about that but i would like to look at a tag team match which was uh under the full metal mayhem gimmick which basically means anything freaking goes really mm-hmm. and it's the motor city machine guns versus a pair of youngsters that i don't really know what happened to them after after this named jeremy and max buck And it was for Generation Me, was it? That's right, yeah. Um, so yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, I don't know what I've wrapped. I don't know where they went from there, but uh, they seem to have a bit about them at the time. Perhaps they're perhaps they're working elsewhere now. Who knows? But yeah, motorcycle machine guns versus Jeremy and Max Buck from TNA Final Resolution 2010. It scored very highly with Old Shagger Dave. Um, Shock! Well, yeah, <laughs> I am blown away. <laughs> So that's something I'm I'm intrigued to go and watch. I would have watched it at the time, but I don't think I've seen it since. And I think it could be a little change in a a little change in direction for the show, Max. Yeah, when I look at that, what do you think? Yeah, uh, we we haven't um, had the pleasure of covering much TNA, so um, definitely tune in next week for when we cover Money in the Bank uh, ladder match from WrestleMania <laughs> 25. <laughs> There's not a Barry window in sight. <laughs> so those are your choices for the anniversary episode of Chain Wrestling next week, where I hope everybody will be joining us live if possible. We have the Money in the Bank ladder match that opened WrestleMania 25 with a whole array of talent. Shout and Benjamin, Kofi Kingston, CM Punk, Mark Henry, and plenty of us. <laughs> Or we have the Full Metal Mayhem tag team title match from Final Resolution 2010 between the Motor City Machine Guns and the Young Bucks, Generation Me, Jeremy and Max or whatever, which I remember being great. 
but it's been a long time. So those are your options. They will be out on Twitter on the poll on Wednesday when the audio version of this show comes out. Vote, retweet, get involved, etc., etc., etc. Next week's anniversary show, we're looking at doing a few things that are going to be, you know, just just looking back over the year. Hopefully, um, we're going to have a great non-wrestling topic that has always been popular in the past. That what something's going to come back there, um, and hopefully, have a great wrestling match to watch as well, Magsy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So definitely tune in next week to to join us. Uh, you guys again uh, are absolutely amazing. Um, you've made this show uh, the the pleasure that that uh, that it is. Me and Sai love uh, getting yeah. together on Monday. Just not because we like each other. We can't stand each other. No, we, he's, he's dead. It's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you guys. Uh, so we always appreciate you guys. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Magsy, where can people find you, your excellent shows, a change in attitude, which is well worth checking out. I'm bloody loving it. So and everything if, else. If you, after my excellent shows, please point them in my direction because I've never, never been involved in them. Um, but you can follow <laughs> me down here on the Twitters at Podfather Mags. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, as Sam mentioned, I'm involved in the changing attitude with uh, Ori and uh, and Tana. Tana's currently taking a, a little bit of a sabbatical to to get some uh, laugh things in order. He's uh, he's got a huge move and and a new job, so uh, he's taking some time away to get his schedule sorted. But you can find me involved in that and pretty much everything that we are involved here on Radio Techers. Yeah, I mean the volley following us tonight, Magsy. Just wait for you to finish coughing your guts up there. Yeah, brilliant timing. Uh, yep, the volley <laughs> is coming up in in fifteen minutes. We'll uh, I'll be <clears throat> refreshing my cup of tea uh, or coffee, and I'll be talking football with uh, with young Matt Willis. Yeah, hang around for that 100%. Check out what's been going on in the Premier League this weekend. Uh, you can find me at SJP Words, where you can find links to the Twitter pages and, and you know, links to my shows, uh, The Waiting Room, Quantum Leap with our good friend Benny, a Doctor Which Who podcast. Awesome. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Awesome. Very close to the end of episode, uh, season one now. Comes quite quickly because it's a short season. Um, but then we get into season two and season two is such a better season of Quantum Leap. It's well worth it. Well worth watching then. You don't get as, as many ropey episodes. From what I remember, I may be completely wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm not. But um, yeah, The Waiting Room uh, is available via Radio Tickers as well. A Doctor Who podcast coming up soon that you can follow on Twitter at the Doctor Who mm-hmm. pod. That's myself. With a certain Mr. Griffin in the yes, chat, I indeed. believe. Really looking forward to that. We're going to be looking yep. at Doctor Who, um, New Who, Classic Who, etc. In a slightly unique way, I guess, because there's parts of it I've never seen. There's parts of it Dan's never seen. So we're going to be reviewing it as big Doctor Who fans with fresh eyes and so on. So really looking forward to getting involved with that there. Um, and of course, you can follow Chain Wrestling at chain underscore wrestling on facebook instagram that twitter no sorry that tiktok thing of me that i did put a tiktok out the other day magsy i did do it they have wow. music playing a little message and everything um i don't think anyone saw it because you know <laughs> nobody follows us on there but anyway <laughs> well, you, yeah, can. You, so you can, can indeed. follow us on, can on indeed. tiktok 
Uh, yes, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and most importantly, Twitter at chain underscore wrestling. There, this has been another Radio Techers production. Um, I'm off now to go and research, you know, how expensive decent hearing aids are because apparently I'm gonna bloody need some. Magsy, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'll speak to you again next week, my friend. See you later, pal. When I'm fucking loving it, yeah.